Hobby Bar Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. I am your host, John, and I am here with now officially a co-host, Justin. Welcome back, buddy. Hi. So you're happy to be upgraded from guest star to co-host? Oh, we shall see. (laughs) Of course I am. It's a joke. Well, we're glad to have you aboard. Kyle is still part of the movie bar family. He's just busy, but I think we got something in the works that he'll be back possibly next week. But for now, the bar is now open. This is episode 17. Uh, we are recording on August 6th, 2022. This episode will drop sometime tomorrow, August 7th, 2022. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we took a break while I moved back into my home after being destroyed by a tree last October. So I had to get things ready and set up my new podcasting studio, which I will post a video of in the coming weeks on our new YouTube channel. So we're going to have to start. I just have a nice shot of that girl over your shoulder there on the left. (laughs) No, 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 not down there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be Danielle Harris from Halloween five and six. And so, uh, some upcoming movies, uh, this week, bullet train was released and a fours bodies, 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 or a, a 24s bodies, bodies, bodies. And the pre- Predators prequel, Prey. I already um, watched it. I already watched it. It was great. It was yeah, well, that's actually going to be our topic next week with Kyle. So, so. Well. Uh, and then for upcoming movies. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Um, and coming out next week, the only movie I saw that was somewhat – Relevant was fall, and I can't even tell you what it was about. Actually, no, it's about it's about two friends that go hiking and uh, rock climbing, and you know, one of those kind of thrillers, set, kind of set like Frozen. Where, I you know you. when they're on the ski lift or whatever, I guess. Yeah, environmental horror. Yeah, you know, like like Adam Green said, who wants to record in the the snow? But at least they were smart and did it in the summer and. On rocks, which I'm sure was exciting. Hmm. But um, for upcoming Blu-rays to be released on August 9th, uh, Heat Four, uh, Heat Four, Heat Four K. <laughs> oh my God! Sorry, folks. It has been like 95 degrees with like 70% humidity here today, and I've been moving all day. Uh, Event Horizon 4K. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, you seen that, correct, with the kids? Yes, 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 I, I did watch that with the kids. It is pretty good. And Jim Carrey. Yeah. The rumor about Jim Carrey, but we'll talk about that in news, even though you don't have it. Okay. <laughs> um, Doom 4K. I don't know if Doom really warrants a 4K, but whatever. Mm, no, not really. I mean, it wasn't really all that great of a movie. It was an early Dwayne Johnson, but... But, you know, he, he's all the rage, so, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. sure. They're going to release it and make money off of it. 
And then um, Back to the Beach, which I know is one of your favorite movies with Frankie and Annette. Totally. Oh, yeah, baby. That's coming to Blu-ray. And then uh, Lilo and Stitch 2 movie collection. And then something I found interesting was Famous TNA 2. I didn't even know they had a Famous TNA. That's pretty much naked scenes from movies of Hollywood's <laughs> biggest celebrities before they were celebrities. Yeah, interesting. So it's an exploitative it, film. It was released by Troma, so yes. Yep. <laughs> and it's it's actually hosted by Diana Prince, who is Darcy the male girl on Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Uh, let's get into what we've watched lately. It's, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done hit, done the movie bar podcast, so I have quite the list. Yeah, I've been extending mine because as the day's gone on, I've watched. Oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> I have one on right now. <laughs> so I'll start off. Uh, Willie's Wonderland. Have you ever seen that? I don't rightly know what the hell that is. Is that the is that Nicolas Cage? That's Nicolas Cage against uh, Chuck E. Cheese type. I heard about that, and I did want to see that. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's, it's funny. Nicolas Cage doesn't speak a single word the entire movie. Really? Yeah. I really don't want to see it. <laughs> no, oh no, trust me, you want to see it. It's Nicolas Cage at his finest. So it's then I thought... The one where Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes. Uh, we did talk about we might do a watch-along for that in a couple of weeks. I haven't seen it yet either. Um, and then after Willy's Wonderland, I watched a short film called The Hug, which is kind of the same thing. It was a short film that was on Hulu, I believe. And it's about a little boy at a Chuck E. Cheese having a birthday party, and something bad happens with the animatronic. Yeah, I can't watch that. Why? I can't watch little kid things anymore. Uh, I can't stopped. do it. No, I just said, no, can't do it. Makes me, it literally makes me angry to my core. I don't think this would bother you. <laughs> it's not that, not as bad as I might have made it seem. And then right back into animatronics, I watched the Banana Splits movie. Have you seen that? No. I have that's, not seen that. That's a good one. Hunter, <clears throat> Hunter, Hunter's been wanting to watch that, but he's like, Daddy, it's the Banana Splits. I said, yeah. Banana splits that'll give you nightmares for months. Have you seen that Pooh movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Pot of Death or something? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. And then um, I watched The Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story. It was a documentary. I believe it's on Hulu. They discussed, like, how Nickelodeon was formed and got its first TV shows. It was pretty interesting, you know, especially from our childhood, you know. Yeah. I found it really interesting. I watched uh, Paranormal Activity Next to Kin. It was a nice waste of time. It it, it was very much a waste of time. (laughs) I, you know, I've seen them all, but I was like, I got to watch it. And at this point, I was actually out with, I had COVID, so I was... I had nothing better yeah. to do with my time, so it killed an hour <laughs> really? and 45 minutes. Um, I did watch See No Evil 2 with Kane and Danielle Harris and Catherine Isabel. Um, 
we actually went and met Kane. Nice guy, you know, Hunter and I got our pictures taken. <laughs> a little bit crazy on the political side, but yeah, nice guy. Yeah, yeah, but no, all around nice guy. You know, Hunter had his Kane mask and he was like, oh, uh, you know, he had it on top of his head. Kane said, put it on, let's take a picture together with our masks on. And so then I went down the rabbit hole and I watched uh, Sharknado 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. I forgot to add five and six to the list. Um, you know, the first three do some crazy things. Yeah, I, I enjoy the first three. I think, uh, five, uh, four, five and six kind of, you know, they were digging too deep, you know, when they started time traveling and going into space, like, uh, it lost me, but. What else can you really do? It's a fucking Sharknado. Hey, man, there's a documentary. That shit can happen. You never know. I know it's rained frogs and all that junk, but... And trust me, the way 2022's going... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to October. <laughs> Let's not say that, please. October's a sensitive month for me now. Yeah. Um, I watched Summer Rental with John Candy. Have you ever seen that movie? Of course I've seen that movie. That I love that classic. movie. I love that movie. Classic. I lost a plane. I lost a plane. Oh, look, it's a bug. Um, I did watch the original Child's Play. That's always a good time. Good classic. And then I watched uh, Knife Corp with Kane Hodder. It's about these kids. They go around selling knives and... They go in, they go door to door and this one house has no solicitors and the kid knocks on it anyways and it's Kane Hodder and, you know, he, he lets them try to tell him knives and then fucking chaos ensues and it's a good movie. I recommend it. Cool, cool. So what about you? What have you watched? Oh, geez. What haven't I watched? <laughs> yeah, I know. Been I know. on a spree. Been on a spree. So uh we took uh the kids to the drive in to see Minions Two. Not a bad movie. Pretty good, pretty decent. Yeah, I know I know Hunters went and saw it and I'm kind of upset that he went without me, but whatever. Uh, you know how it goes. Uh and then Spider Man uh Way Home came out on streaming, so I had to watch that. Which led down to Doctor Strange. Okay. So both of those are pretty good entries in the Marvel. Cinematic universe there. I, I I did start Doctor Strange, but then I kind of got lost. Cause I had... <laughs> it's easy to do, especially now well, with the whole multiverse thing. And well, it, that, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, my parents showed up, and I was like, uh, okay. And instead of pausing it, I just let it run, and then I said, okay, I don't know where I am, whatever. <laughs> I tapped. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, I watched uh, Smoke and Aces. Uh, watch, I finally managed to get my Paramount Plus app to work. So I finally watched The Lost City. Have you seen that? I started, I started it. I do want to, I do want to see it. Uh, That's, uh, um, the Sandra Bullock. It was a little bit tough to start. Uh, A little cringy at the start. Um, but once it got moving, it it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, and then, alright, so this movie, Remote, do you know what this movie is? It sounds familiar. You, you gotta. So 
I was desperate to find something for us to watch as a family during dinner one night. And I was on Tubi, and I'm flicking through. I'm deep in the kids and family section, and I see it and go, is that the movie I think it is? And sure enough, it's about a kid who's like he's a uh, he likes remote control things, planes, yep. cars, and um, he gets basically it's kind of Home Alone-ish. He gets trapped in this model home that they're using as kind of like a, um, you know, just like a clubhouse or whatever after he gets in yep. trouble and whatnot by three robbers. And then he uses his RC cars and all that stuff to get out. Oh, really? There's nobody really famous, famous in it. Uh, two of the robbers are guys that you would know from other places. Um, but I couldn't tell you where. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it was just a movie that I remember watching as a kid. Um, over and over again because it was just always on, but it was pretty neat to to find it. So I didn't even know what it was called, to be honest with you. So it came out in 1993. Yeah. Uh. So two t- of the robbers. Tony Longo. Yeah, he's. I can't remember if he's the thin guy, the main bad guy, or the fat guy. But the fat guy you'd recognize. From movies, he often plays the dumb fat guy. Um, there's one where he's in a baseball movie with a mohawk, but I can't remember which baseball movie it is. And then Jessica Bowman, why does she sound familiar? I know there's a Julie Bowen. No, that's Lady from Modern Family. But, oh, um, she played Charlotte in Joyride. Uh, you know the Paul Walker movie with her in the car. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. She was on Baywatch, Boy Meets World. Yeah. Oh wow! I have to check that movie out. I think Hunter would enjoy that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. He's got a cool little remote control yodeling guy. That's oh, the right. main thing that I remember about it. <clears throat> uh, let's see. And then from there, uh, we watched Mr. Magoo with Leslie Nielsen. Oh, that's a classic. Oh boy, did that not age well. Did it? I haven't seen they that have movie a disclaimer. There is a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie about how it represents certain minorities. <laughs> was that bad. was that on Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then we watched Lightyear. What do you, you think of that? Yet? Yes, I, I was horribly, horribly, horribly disappointed. It was terrible. Was it the story that was terrible, or was the it the fact that... The story was all around just bad. Did it take you out of it knowing Tim Allen didn't voice Buzz Lightyear? No. Don't care about that. The thing that gets me is that at the beginning, they're like, this is the movie that made Andy want it. And within five minutes, I was like, this doesn't make me want anything. Like, this makes me want to shut it off and go away. But did the boys enjoy it? Uh, yeah, of course they did. They're children. Yeah, see, Hunter and Joy. <laughs> that's why Hunter wanted a Buzz Lightyear after that. Like, yeah. And he's seen Toy Stories 1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, yeah, it's just terrible. But anyway, <clears throat> then I uh, went on. Uh, I watched Extraction which, uh, with Hemsworth there. That was good. Really good movie on Netflix. Well worth a watch. Okay. Um after that, I watched Perfect World, Clint Eastwood. Yep. Great movie. Any movie where you can get Clint Eastwood to say, I like tater tots, is a good movie. 
And then there was Prey. Uh, Vacation Friends with John Cena. Vacation Friends. Yeah, it's John Cena. Um, and I don't know any of the other actors or actresses. Uh, but essentially the main characters are the African American family. Um, they go, he's gonna propose to his wife and like their room gets all messed up and it turns okay. out that the two doofuses, Cena and his girlfriend are the ones that do it and they become friends. And, and then he's like, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen yeah, that. It was, to it was see pretty that. good. It was pretty good. Oh, it was pretty funny. John Cena, he played it pretty well. I gotta say, he's a good actor. Have you seen Playing with Fire? He can be a good actor. There's some of them that he's pretty terrible in. Um, we did watch Playing with Fire. That one went up bad. I'm sorry, but Tyler Mayne stole that movie. Yeah. No, I agree. That was good. Uh, and then let's see, just today I've watched Die Hard with a Vengeance, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and I'm actually currently still watching Caddyshack. <laughs> Caddyshack. I was just talking about that the other day with a coworker. Yeah, if it's on, I gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I, I heard that was a hell of a party. Fucking, all they did was drugs and shit. Yeah, pretty much. That, that's what happened back then. <laughs> so, so this week's main topic, we're gonna kind of focus on news stories that have happened in the last couple of weeks, because. You know, I had all intentions of recording, and then I just kept adding to the list, and then I was like, okay, we need to fucking do something. So I figured our first episode back would be all about the news. So since we're recording tomorrow, there might not be any news next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there'll be something that comes up. But one thing I didn't put on there, and, you know, it's kind of entertainment-related, Vince McMahon retired. How about that? He had some uh, big stuff, bit bit forced. You know, not not yep. really a voluntary thing. But uh, I haven't watched any wrestling recently. But from well, all accounts, it's already improved dramatically. Yes, they been uh, a week and a half since he's been gone. You know, the first show was a little tough because it was you know that day and then the day, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They didn't even know if Brock Lesnar was going to show up. They said he walked out and then came back. So, And then, um, you know, a week later, they had their first pay-per-view on, without Vince McMahon. And, you know, now yeah. with creative and talent being run by Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, like, you know, it, it um, you know, he brought back a released superstar that was released last year, Dakota Kai, for SummerSlam. a couple, didn't he? Yeah, and then he brought back uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlett on this past SmackDown. But, you know, I'm kind of bummed that they canceled the Vince McMahon biopic at Netflix. <laughs> that would have been a perfect ending. Like, And yeah, then he was, yeah. <laughs> then he gave out $12 million, and that was the end. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, there's still a lot to shake out there. Yeah. So, but, they said uh, at, le- yeah, at least. It doesn't look good for him. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, there's a good chance he's uh, he'll get convicted and get, you know, jail time. He probably won't serve because, I mean, he's old. Yeah, but we won't touch that. That's sensitive subjects, whatever. But uh, (laughs) let's hop right into our first news story. So I'll kind of 
give the title and just, you know, read a little bit of the article and we can discuss it. Um, so Bloody Disgusting is reporting that they are releasing a sequel to WNUF Halloween special. And it's um, the WNUF Halloween special. Have you ever seen it? I believe it's on Shudder. Uh, no, I have not seen it. So it's basically like um, a news newscast from Halloween night in 1987. And, you know, they go to this haunted house and crazy shit starts happening. Um, but they are coming out with an uh, official uh, sequel to it. I enjoyed it. And... It's called the Out There Halloween Mega Tape. So there's not too much about the movie yet. It's actually playing August 20th at Midsummer Scream. So we'll kind of keep an eye on this. And you know, it, like the whole movie, it, it's basically it gives you that like 1980s feel, like the way the the screen is, like the the filters that they used. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, you know, grainy feel. And if you didn't know, like, you would have thought this was a real thing. Yeah. So that's something we'll keep an eye on. Um, the next story is was reported by Horror News Network. Untitled horror film based on Lovecraft tale rap shooting. So the reason I, cho- I chose this, because... Um, the movie's being directed by Joe Lynch from the Movie Crypt podcast. Uh, Joe's also directed Mayhem. We did a full episode on his career um, and uh, when we first started the podcast. But it's directed by Joe Lynch and a screenplay from Dennis Puali, who did Reanimator and From Beyond. Um, and it's starring Heather Graham, in which a psychiatrist becomes obsessed with a young client with multiple personalities. Uh, and yeah, it stars uh, Heather Graham, Judiah Lewis, Bruce Davison, Jonathan Sketch, and the legendary Barbara Crampton. Um, it was Barbara Crampton that produced this, and she wanted Joe for it. And apparently, it's all in the same realm as Reanimator. That's cool. So, um, looking forward to seeing that. Especially, I was a little skeptical until you got into some of the names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they were shooting. In, it, it's loosely based on H.P. Lovecraft's short story, The Thing on the Doorstep. Okay. So they just finished shooting in Mississippi. I know Joe just came back to the Movie Crypt podcast, so now he's currently editing at Aeroscope. Um, next story, Chris Pratt is doing an animated Garfield film and receives a 2024 release date. Is he going to do the Mario voice in that? (laughs) I'm kind of upset that it's him playing Garfield. I'm upset it's him playing Mario, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he's playing Mario, too? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I didn't catch that. That was a long time ago. Um, It's currently scheduled for release on February 16th, 2024. 
It was originally set to release on November 22nd. However, the project received a delay on August 3rd, pushing the movie into 2024. Like, holy um, God, <laughs> Let's do something about it. So I, I wonder if it's going to be in the same canon as uh, Garfield and Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kings. I'm sure it won't. Hopefully it won't. But Don't if it is, then... That's the good goddamn name of Bill Murray. That's, that's what I'm depressed about. Why, he, he's still alive. Why can't he do it? Um, I'm sure he doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Mark Dendahl is... A big joke on Zombieland, you know? Yeah. Well, he does. he does his own acting. I mean, his own booking, so he doesn't have an agent or anything. But um, it uh, it's being directed by Mark Dindell, and he did Chicken Little and Cats Don't Dance and The Emperor's New Groove. I have no idea what Cats Don't Dance is, but the other two I've seen. Oh, here we go. Samuel L. Jackson is joining him in the, a role titled Vic. This will be Garfield's father and a character we've not seen in the comic strips before. Yeah, that's when you reach when you start adding characters. We'll see. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, yes, but... Well, now as I scroll down, I see Chris Pratt playing Mario and, you know, he did the Lego movie and Lego 2. Yeah. I, so, I gotta agree with uh, a lot of these people online saying that we gotta go back to like, you know, let the voice actors do the voice acting, let the actors do the acting. You yeah, know, but it's so, all about who's hot, you know? Yeah, but uh, the voice acting is just better. They sound better, they're more believable in the car, in the roles. It's, yeah. It, it's a big difference. You know? But hey, what do I know? <laughs> well, when you become a Hollywood hotshot, then, you know, when this podcast takes off and we're rich and famous and then we're producing movies, we'll get voice actors to play cartoon characters. I actually have a good story for a kid's movie, but I'm not saying that out loud because it'll be fucking made tomorrow. Pardon my language. You just, just got to make a book. Make it into a book, right? It's a book. Oh, okay. And then you get everything that comes with it. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll do that. If I could draw, I'd be all set. I'll just do the little air bubbles. You don't need to draw. Else. You just need to write it. You just got to get somebody else to do the animation. That's how all those children books are. Unless you're well, good at drawing, but I'm shade at drawing myself, so. Yeah, I can, I can draw a pretty mean stick figure. <laughs> I can't even draw a straight line to draw a stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this one I found interesting. Um, Conor McGregor to make feature film debut in Roadhouse remake. I heard I, the only reason I know about the Roadhouse remake is because I saw on Facebook something about Jake Gyllenhaal being uh, yes. the star. So, I mean, it's, we'll see. Terry Funk did it before. That was Terry yep. Funk. Um, and he, so, yeah. uh, Shortly after it was announced that Jake Gyllenhaal would lead a remake in a remake of Roadhouse at Amazon Studios, former UFC champ Conor McGregor has boarded the cast in a major role. Per deadline, specific details on McGregor's role haven't been re- revealed, and it's not yet clear if he will be a friend of Gyllenhaal's 
new incarnation of Dalton are an antagonist. Reportedly, the mixed martial artist will not be playing himself. He will instead be playing an original character. Um, as long as he's not playing the Terry Funk role. <laughs> so, this was reported by MovieWeb.com. But uh, according to Deadline, McGregor has been pushing back his Hollywood movie debut until he found the project that seemed a right fit for him. And when he learned he was wanted for the Roadhouse remake, it'll help. It helped make him make his decision. He watched the original film for the first time. Wow, that's sad. Um, after he enjoyed the movie, the MMA fighter met with producer Joe Silva to talk about the reboot and was all in love with the idea. And the new story was headed where the new story was headed compared to the original. Uh, they have changed it. I mean, it's. Yeah. Is that going to be Jake Gyllenhaal just running around going, Roadhouse? <laughs> Here's the hoping. Roadhouse. Well, well, I, Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, here we go. In the new Roadhouse, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a former UFC fighter who accepts a job as a bouncer at a rough-and-tumble Roadhouse in the Florida Keys, only soon to learn that not everything is what it seems in the tropical paradise. Other cast members include Billy Magnuson, Daniela Melquire, Jambisola Ikulum. I fucking hate names. I really do. I love listening to you read names. Hannah Love, Lanner, Travis Van Winkle, BK Cannon, Arturo Castro, Dominic Columbus, Dominique Columbus, Bo Knapp, and Bill Mennery. Um, <laughs> Doug Lyman will direct the Did film. I? In the, Doug Lyman will direct the film using a screenplay by Anthony Bagaruzzo and Charlie Mondry. Joe Silva will produce. <laughs> Dude. I can't help it. You're the one reading the names. I'm only reading. Uh, yes. <laughs> Wow, they made a Roadhouse too. Sure. Went, went directly to DVD in 2006. How have I never known that? Probably a good reason. <gasps> Grumpy Old Men is on next. Oh, I love Grumpy Old Men. We're having a heat wave. <laughs> a tropical heat wave. That is the first song I think of. <laughs> the temperatures rise and it's fucking snowing out. Yeah. That's the whole point. Our next story comes from ComingSoon.net. They showed the poster and photos of Samaritan, the new Sylvester Stallone movie. I've watched the trailer. That it looks like I should give it a chance. Yes, because of Stallone, I will give it a chance because I do love Stallone. But you know, it it looks funny. Yeah. That that that's gonna be either a a, a fail or a, or like either really good or really bad. Yeah, I mean it's it should be good. Well, while we're talking about Sylvester Stallone, have you seen his fucking rants lately? Well, he's been he can... he's been going after the guy. Yo, yeah, I understand it. You know, like you know, he did write the story, you know, basically Rocky and this it's guy. Story. Yeah. And then 
recently he just went after uh, Dolph Lundgren for making a uh, Drago movie. Yeah. So behind his back. So I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, don't sell the rights. <laughs> yeah, also true. I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. Follow that story. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't know the backstory, so I don't know how the rights got into that guy's hands. But I, I read it once. And I can't remember. We'll, uh, we'll follow it up with housekeeping uh, next week or the week after. I'll yeah. see if I can find some information on it. Um. So next, they released the trailer for Pearl. For um, Bloody Disgusting is reporting that A24 has released the movie, uh, the trailer for Pearl. So you didn't know much about this. So when they filmed the movie X, Ty West, the girl, Mia, Mia Goth, uh, she plays the old lady in the movie also. She plays the young person, and then she plays the old lady, Pearl. So at the end of X, they, you know, like one of the post-credit scenes, they show a trailer for this movie, Pearl. Ty West shot this movie in secret while shooting X. And it has Mia Goth as Pearl, the young version of her. So nobody knew if the movie was real or if it was coming out or if they just shot, like, trailer footage or whatever just to kind of, you know, kind of like Machete did with Machete Kills and then Machete Kills in Space. Mm-hmm. But now... And they um, did with all those other... Um, yeah. Other, movies, yeah. Like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, but A24 has recently, recently announced that Pearl will be released theatrically on September 16, 2022. So this is this is going to be the first time that two a movie and its sequel were released in the same year. That's good. That's cool. Definitely check out X if you haven't seen it. So um, Bloody Disgusting is saying Mia Goth will reprise the role of X's villain Pearl in the upcoming prequel. A24 had originally teased in the post-credits of West's latest movie. With the trailer for the top-secret prequel movie attached to X in theaters, that trailer never made its way online. And this morning, A24 has unleashed a brand-new trailer that's loaded with far more footage from the film. The prequel is set in 1918, decades prior to the 1970s set X. It was released in March of this year. Um, Pitchforks, crocodiles, brutal kills. Pearl is no stranger to any of these things. Trapped on her family's isolated farm, Pearl must tend to her ailing father under the bitter and overbearing watch of her devout mother. Lusting for a glamorous life like she's seen in movies, Pearl ambitions, temptations, and repressions will collide in the stunning Technicolor-inspired origin story of X's iconic villain. So, I'm looking forward to that. I enjoyed X. I went and saw that in theaters. So, you should really check it out. I will. Our next story also comes from Bloody Disgusting. 
Grab a balloon. Pennywise, the story of it is now streaming on Screenbox. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, it's an in-depth look at the 1990s miniseries based on Stephen King's novel of the film. When it had its world premiere at the prestigious International Fantastic Film Festival in Spain and its UK premiere at Fright Fest last fall before landing stateside for its US premiere at Panic Fest in May. 30-plus years after its release, the popular two-part miniseries It and its infamous villain live on in the minds of horror fans around the world. Pennywise, the story of It, which is co-directed by Joe Campapiano and Christopher Griffiths and was produced by Gary Smart. It captures the spark the It saga created when it was released, but also a lasting impact it's had on an entire generation in the horror genre at large. Um, it features exclusive interviews with many of the cult classics key players from Richard Thomas, Seth Green, Tim Curry, to director Tommy Lee Wallace and makeup effects artist Bart Mixon. And a lot of never be seen, never, be, never before seen footage. So, uh, you can get a subscription to Screenbox. It's $4.99 a month or you get discounted rates at three months. They're not a sponsor, but if you sign up now, you get 30 days free. Hmm, sounds like something I can watch in 30 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that, that, that movie, that, that mini series was, it was huge. It was, it's, it still stands up, you know, it is a, a great movie. You know, it's, the story is, I mean, whew, Stephen King, but you know, it's Tim Curry. Come on, you'll get any better than that. There's actually a funny picture in the article. Tim's in the makeup without without the wig on. Yes, making a face. Yeah. No. Oh, was he? No. There, there's one that shows him. Something He's like making that. a face like this. He's a, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I do the screaming services. You know, like you know, Peacock and Hulu and mm-hmm. Netflix. I was subscribed to Shutter, but I only watch Joe Bob Briggs on there. So, you know, I'll, I'll go whenever that's on. I'll sign back up again. But the Screenbox is starting to come out as a heavy hitter, especially with like this. It's getting Terrifier too. Have you seen Terrifier? No, I don't think so. I you'd you'd like that movie? Yeah, with Art the Clown. Um, I actually have a plan for either the beginning of October or end of September. Uh, Johnny's a big fan of that movie. I want to have him come do a watch along with us. So, so yeah, the Pennywise, the story of it on Screenbox. Our next story also comes from Bloody Disgusting. They released the the teaser trailer for Chucky Season 2. And... Season 2 will premiere October 5th at 9 p.m. on USA and Sci-Fi. Did you watch any of the Chucky series? I did not, no. I just, I haven't been up for watching horror much recently. Yeah. Mostly actions and comedies. Kids um, movies. And, you know, just so you people know, we're, we're, we're going to stop branching out a little bit more. You know, we did with... Um, when I did Falling Down and um, 
the other movie. I can't remember what I did with it. I'm a little disappointed you did Falling Down with that one. That was... Movies. That was... It was just a, just an overview of it. We could definitely do a watch-along. I'll, I'll watch that movie all day, every day. That movie is so great. You know. Um, so great. But... So Chucky season two, October fifth at nine p.m. USA and Sci-Fi. And then usually it's on, I think Peacock at like two days later. Yeah, I don't have Peacock. I mean, it, it has Don Mancini, Don Mancini behind the helm, Jennifer Tilly, Brad Dorif, uh, Alex Vincent's back as Andy. So um, this year they're introducing Meg Tilly, which uh, I believe is Jennifer Tilly's daughter. Yeah. Gina Gerson, Tony Napo, um, Zachary Arthur's coming back as Jack Wheeler. That was from the first season. Uh, Fiona Dorif is back as Nina. Christine Elise is back as Kyle. Devin Sawa will be playing a new character. He was killed off in the first season, so. Mm. But I enjoyed it. I mean, I, it was a lot better than the Child's Play remake, I tell you that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, also from Bloody Disgusting, they are they are releasing Fright Night onto 4K Ultra HD with over 14 hours of special features. The new one or the old one? The old one, the Tom Holland the classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'll be, uh, an ultra HD steelbook available October 4th. Uh, the special features for the Sony release include, uh, ultra HD featured scan from the original camera negative presented in 4K resolution with Dolby Vision. All new Dolby Atmos Audio Plus 5.1 plus original Dolby Stereo. Uh, a Blu-ray feature disc. With uh, presented in high definition, sourced from sourced from the 4K master. Uh, special features included a new deleted scene storyboard. Tom Holland guides us through the film's only deleted scene using his personal pre-production storyboards. A new Holland beta spec trailer, which in, with an introduction by Tom Holland, the never-before-seen alternate trailer cut by Fright Night editor Kent Beta, with the guidance and narration of Tom Holland. A audio commentary with writer-director Tom Holland, actors Chris Sarandon and Jonathan Stark, moderated by filmmaker Tim Sullivan. Uh, audio commentary with director Tom Holland, actors William Ragsdale and Stephen Jeffries, FX artist Randall Cook, moderated by journalist Jeremy Smith and filmmaker Tim Sullivan. Uh, yours. You're So Cool, Brewster, The Story of Fright Night, What is Fright Night, Tom Holland Writing Horror, and Theatrical Trailers. And then there is a another new, uh, new feature, Fright Night 35th Anniversary Script Read, an anniversary cast reunion and script reading featuring writer-director Tom Holland and special guests including Rosario Dawson, Jason Patrick, and many more. Also, The Queer Lens, Briar Fuller in the in conversation with Amanda Burse, a candid discussion between Fright Night 
Fishing and Audio, Brian Fuller from Hannibal, Queer the Fear, and the History of Queer Horror, and Fright Night star Amanda Burris about the gothic queer roots, the film's queer subtext, and its metamorphical power. A novel approach, the splatterpunk story of Fright Night novelization. Tom Holland, um, the novelization authors John Skip, Craig Spector, and publisher Mark Allen Miller discuss how the progenitors of the progenitors of the splatterpunk genre came to work on the book, their writing process and the novel's enduring legacy. Also, a new storyboard storyboard comparisons. A selection of original storyboards from key effect sequences compared with the final film's versions. Roddy McDowell from Apes to Bats. Tom Holland and Amanda Burst talk Fright Night. Roundtable with Tom, Stephen, and William. Shock to the Drop presents Choice Cuts with Tom Holland and Ryan Torek. The first ever Fright Night reunion panel, Fear Fest 2, 2008. Weekend of Hell panel with Amanda and Steven. At Vintage EPK with behind-the-scenes raw footage. Whew. That's a lot. But, I don't know. I might pick it up. I don't know. I just, <clears throat> after a certain point, I'm just tired of getting the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. I don't... 90% I don't, of what I just said was new. I know. Huh? Yeah, 90%. well, I don't need... Special features. I'm not a special feature person. Well, I am. That's why I'm a physical movie collector. Ay, ay, ay. I'm just saying. I, I'm not a person who needs that stuff. I like the blooper reel. Blooper reels are fun. Yeah, you are a it. blooper reel. Yes, I freaking am. All right. Moving on. Bloody Disgusting They've released the trailer for Day Shift. Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg are the ultimate vampire hunting duo. I have seen that trailer. I do want to see that movie. Come on, man. Snoop Dogg's a cowboy. Of course. Um, oh, it's going to be on Netflix August 12th. I knew it was coming soon. Yeah. Uh, the cast also includes Dave Franco, Carlos Souza, Megan Good, Natasha Lou Berdizzo, Oliver Masushi, Snoop Dogg, Steve Howley, Scott Actons, and Zeon Broadnax. J.J. Perry directed Day Shift and was written by Tyler Tice and Shay Hatton. So, yeah, uh, we'll post the trailer on our Social media, so you guys can see it. Looks good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Bloody Disgusting announces another Scream 6 casting. Samara Weaving and Tony Ravalry join the cast. Um, Samara Weaving from Ready or Not, Mayhem, The Babysitter, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, we'll join the cast alongside Spider-Man's Homecoming and No Way Home's Tony Ravolio. Ravolio? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, people. I'm illiterate. 
I'm, I'm not. I, I have a trouble reading big words. Um, yeah. So <laughs> scream six. Yes. Yes, you did. So uh, scream six is being directed by Radio Silence's Matt Bettinelli and Tyler Gillett from Scream and Ready or Not. So, are you going to see this movie? I still haven't seen the last one, so we'll see. I believe it's on Peacock. I wasn't a big Scream fan. Didn't really love the first ones. They're okay. I just, I don't know. I think it's more a nostalgia thing for me, you know, because that's what we were... At this point... But that's you know that was stuff, but I don't know how I feel about it with no Neb Campbell, you know. Well, they screwed themselves on that. I bet you a deal is worked out, and she's going to be a surprise. It probably will, because there's been so much backlash and from it that they yeah, really. I mean, it's she was that whole franchise, you know. <laughs> she is that whole franchise, like. I know. You know, but um, moving on, uh, Bloody Disgusting is reporting Insidious 5. Sony Pictures is heading back to the further on July 7th, 2023. I don't know that I saw the fourth one. I, I know we, we had seen a, one or two in the theaters together. Well, yeah, that. the first one was spectacular. Spectacular. First one was a great movie. Um, they are also reporting that Rose Byrne will return, and it's being directed by Patrick Wilson, the star of the movie. Yeah, you know the male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sinclair Daniel, Peter Dagger, and Haim Abbas have also joined the cast. Uh, Insidious Five will pick up with. With the Lamberts, 10 years after the, the last movie, Josh Lambert heads east to drop his son Dalton off at idyllic ivy-covered university. However, Dalton's college dream becomes a nightmare when he, when the repressed demons of his past suddenly return to haunt them both. Fun, fun. I think they're stretching this too much. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, uh, the first one was... A spectacular horror movie. I mean, it's just great, but sometimes a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the Rocky Five of the Insidious series. I, who knows? You never know. They could come up with some crazy story and just film it right, get the right people in it, and reinvent it. But yeah, it's not likely. <laughs> I mean, I'll check it out because, you know, I like horror movies. And it's very seldom that a horror movie is released in July. Yeah. Kind of that halfway to, uh, halfway to Halloween. Um, so coming soon.net has announced the live-action Lilo and Stitch remake has found its director and it'll be Daniel 
Fly Shark Camp. Um, he recently directed Marcel, which Marcel the Shell with shoes on. What the? F- that's a tongue twister. <laughs> Marcel <laughs> the Shell with shoes on. I've never heard of that. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. Mm. I'm a big Lilo and Stitch fan. <laughs> taking the Disney classics and live action remake. I tried to watch Aladdin. Oh, it was terrible. Will Smith is a terrible genie. Um, I, I most of them they just they don't they don't translate as well. I haven't seen um, Lion King yet, but Aladdin was terrible. I saw the Lion King. The Lion King was good. I haven't seen. I mean, that's a little different because you know live actioning animals instead of you know people. <laughs> but eh, I don't know Lilo and Stitch. We'll see. But you've seen the original Lilo and Stitch, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So if this movie had come out like twenty years ago, would my cousin Callie have not been the perfect Lilo? <laughs> yeah. Even even Malia right now, I just saw her the other day for the first time in years, and she'd be the perfect Lilo. Just mm-hmm. saying. Disney, give her a call. I'm her agent. I'll hook you up. <laughs> so, it was, uh, the original Lilo and Stitch was released in 2002. The live action was first put in Is development. Really that late? Damn. Well, I didn't realize that was a 2000s movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 20 years. Dude, it just hit me a couple of weeks ago. We graduated 20 years ago. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So this movie is 20 years old. But, but the uh, the remake was first put in development in 2018. Then kind of got sidetracked. But um, Lilo is a lonely Hawaiian girl who adopts a small, ugly, quote-unquote, dog whom she names Stitch. That's not very nice. Um, I think Hunter will like this movie. He liked we just actually watched the uh, original two and three, but we haven't watched Stitch the movie yet. Uh, okay, moving on. Oh, okay, this one, this is going to be a little bit of a de- debate, so you can probably assume what we're discussing next. Speaking of Tom Holland. The Gremlins director slams Baby Yoda as completely stolen and shamelessly copied. What do you think? What's your take on this? Uh, I mean, no. It's just meant to be a Baby Yoda. And technically, Baby Yoda came, uh, I mean, Yoda came out first. All they did was yeah. make a smaller version. So, <clears throat> and they made him so, uh, I mean, you take out the wrinkles. I mean, Yoda was what? Yeah, 400-something years old? So, yeah, I mean, they took the wrinkles off 50. of Yoda, made him smaller, made him a baby. It's yeah. yeah, I mean, there could be similarities in the making of the animatronic or whatever, but, I mean, it's Hollywood. Everything, and I mean everything these days is a rip off of something anyway. 
So even if it is, who cares? Everything's a ripoff of something. It just means that, hey, I respect what you did. <laughs> I'm going to take your ideas and use a little bit of it in my own. I mean, it's yeah. everything. Everything. So I went to our resident baby odor expert and gizmo expert, Hunter, and kind of asked him. And he said, no, Hunter's a mogwai and baby Yoder is. <laughs> Hunter's a mogwai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he, I'm sorry. Gizmo's a mogwai. Yeah. Hunter is a mogwai. Don't feed him after midnight. Don't get him wet. Um, he says they're two totally separate things. So he's the expert. I, I'll take his opinion for it. Maybe we'll do a Hunter cast. We can discuss it with him and, you know, kind of go from there. But, um, collider.com is reporting that Original original Gremlin star Zach Galligan is returning to the Secrets of the Mogwai cartoon on HBO Max. That's good. Wasn't he busted for something recently? No, I haven't heard anything about uh, that. I think he was because wasn't he in the? Uh, he was in the um, that uh, Netflix show about the haunted house there that you came out a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago. I don't remember what it was. I can't remember the name of it. I watched it. Um, it was a big hit. It was a big hit. Maybe it was Hill House or something like that. I can't yeah. Um, but he was in that. And then he got busted for drunk driving or something. And I don't know. There was some kind of. I, oh, I, I haven't heard that. Possibly. I, don't I know. could be thinking of a different person, too. Yeah, look it up. Slamming names. One. Just slamming yeah. names. Yeah. That's what we need. Fucking Billy Paltz are pissed off at us. His father's going to create yeah. something to kill us. Um, but he'll also join the list of guest casts that includes Sandra Oh and Randall Park. So that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, Zach Elligan returning to. Oh, and also George Takai will be a guest <laughs> star on the show. Oh my. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be watching this show daily. Because Hunter is all about the gremlins. And so we shall see when that comes out, I believe, next summer or the fall or something. Okay, cast, um, Dread Central reporting the monsters will debut on Netflix this fall. Mm-hmm. Knew that was coming. Um, Especially after seeing the uh, trailer. Yep. So, so Rob Zombie released the full trailer. It's a Rob Zombie film. I will watch it regardless. Mm-hmm. Let's see. When... I can watch anything once. <laughs> Most. Not Donkey Punch. So, my biggest concern with this movie was that it goes to Netflix. No Blu-ray or DVD release. But... Dread Central is reporting Rob Zombie's The Monsters will arrive on Blu-ray, DVD, VOD ahead of the Netflix premiere, which is odd. Make a little bit of money if they can. Um, it'll be released on September 27th. Hey, how about that? Happy birthday. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. That's your birthday present. Rob Zombie's giving you The Monsters. Yeah, but I had to pay for it if I wanted it on my birthday. <laughs> no. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> so they'll be releasing a 
collector's edition Blu-ray. I'm kind of upset with the Herman Munston casting. I thought Kevin Nash would have been perfect for that. Hmm. He wanted to play him. <clears throat> so. I don't know. So far, I'm not impressed by it. We'll see. But it's Rob Zombie. We'll see it anyways. Mm-hmm. So, Collider is reporting that the Fantastic Four MCU film will be arriving in the fall of 2024. Yeah, they released their whole slate. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go with the same Mr. Fantastic as they did for the Doctor Strange. Apparently John Chris- have... Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to continue that casting or just use that as a, that multiverse yeah, particular universes, but we'll see. Hope I mean, they, they should stick with him. He's a good actor. He does pretty good. Yeah, John Krasinski. Uh, Cillian Murphy is going to be Dr. Doom in Wakanda forever. So that should set that all up pretty good. So do you think that they're doing this... So, Fantastic Four will arrive in theaters November 8th, 2024. Do you think they do this and now they're doing the multiverse and they're like, oh, we can just change actors as we please? Like, if they wanted to do another Iron Man, it could be a multiverse version of it and it won't be Robert Downey Jr. Um, partially, but partially because, I mean, that's just the way they set the stories up. Um, because, I mean, this, this, and, it's a comic book. I mean, look at Spider-Man. There's, you know, literally a multiverse full of different Spider-Men. So they can make movies about Spider-Man and have a different Spider-Man and nobody's going to say anything. And it can still be called Peter Parker. You know what I mean? Um, and then you have Miles Morales. And then you have, you know, uh, uh, Gwen Stacy in certain universes. And it's, there's, there's always wiggle room in comic books. So, yeah. I mean, it could be a ploy, but I doubt it. Because, I mean, they already had the perfect Iron Man. You know? Yeah. Because with, with them adding in the mutants now, it does open up, up you know, they're going to have to get a new Wolverine. Um, you can't, you can't replace Patrick Stewart as Professor X, but, um, you got to get a new Wolverine and, and stuff like that. Hopefully they, they improve. On those X-Men characters over what Fox did to them, because Fox did them no justice. <laughs> Especially, I, I mean, Sony did no justice to the Fantastic Four. The, the, all of those movies were absolutely... I thought the guys. first two were good. Um, it was okay, but it was okay for the time. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it, it doesn't really still hold up all that well. Um, so, I don't know. <clears throat> But that's just this average movie fan's average ass opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we all enjoy different things, so. Yeah. Um, so next, uh, we got this covered.com. Sony confirms Ghostbusters 5 is in the works. Have you seen Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yes. Didn't I put that on my last list? I might have put that on my last list. If I yeah, didn't, you might have. Might have, should have gone on this one. I don't know. But yeah, no, I've seen it. It was okay. 
So uh as memorable as the first two, but I wonder if they I wonder if they're gonna go the Ernie Hudson route with uh Winston kinda funding the Ghostbusters. From what I understand, yeah. I mean and it makes sense. Um, set it up, so T V Insider uh is reporting HBO has has filmed has pulled, HBO Max has pulled six original films from its library amid the ongoing Warner Brothers Discovery merger, and more cuts are on the horizon. Well, they just uh, cut the entire movie that's already been made. Yeah, Batwoman. Batgirl, yeah. yeah. Uh, Batgirl, yes. Made uh, the whole thing, not releasing it. They, millions of dollars. LeBron James was remaking House Party. Oh. Uh, Tell him to stop. Go back onto the basketball court and stay there. Space Jam was trash. Just straight garbage. He does not get get him away from movies. He's destroying things. I didn't even like House Party, and he's going to destroy it. (laughs) Sorry. Come on. That was cool in Space Jam when they had, like, all the bad guys. No, come on. Nope. Nope. Come on. It was terrible. Nope. That movie was terrible. Well, hated it. Each their own. <laughs> and, and then, of course, the other one, the big news is Batgirl was pulled, despite millions of dollars going into a mostly completed project. And ridiculous. That was going to be Michael Keaton's return to Batman. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of upset. I would have watched that to see Michael Keaton as Batman, but... Uh, I mean, you get the Flash going to shit with Ezra Miller being a yeah. groomer. <laughs> it's just an all-around absolute nut job. <laughs> and Collider is reporting that a Quiet Place Day 1 release pushed back six months. It'll now... It was slated for September 22nd, 2023. It'll now be March twenty March 8th, 2024, and is directed by Pigs director Michael Sonoski. Have you seen Quiet Place 1 and 2? No. I have not. Check them out. Uh, I have a problem watching movies that are mostly silent. I get distracted pretty easily. Yeah. Um, that's why I did not like Castaway. <laughs> well said! Yeah. Two and a half hours and that's all you hear. No thanks. Yeah. Um. At least Ryan Reynolds spoke while he was in the movie Buried. Yeah. Um, check him out. Dread Central is reporting that VHS 1999 coming to Shutter this October. Have you seen any of the other VHSs? This will be the fifth installment. I know I've watched at least one with you. Yeah. I think we watched the original when it first came out, but um, I watched... VHS 1994, um, Amy was watching it with me, and she just looked at me and said, what the fuck is this? And I said, it's VHS 1994. She goes, okay, you have issues, and went to bed. Not everybody can deal with what we can deal with. Nope. Uh, so this movie will release on Thursday, October 20th, and will feature horror filmmakers Maggie Levine, Johans Robert, Ro- Roberts, God damn it, um, Flying Lotus, 
Tyler McIntyre and Joseph and Vanessa Winter. Um, so Craig Engler, uh, the GM of Shutter, said that VHS 1994 set a new bar for what was already a fantastic film franchise featuring some of the best anthology segments in recent memory by an incredible lineup of film directors. We immediately knew what we wanted to continue in the series and what the producers have come up with is and VHS 1999 will be the biggest and best film yet and we can't wait for Shutter members to see it. So the last year of the 90s was a perfect playground for us, said producer Josh Goldblum. DVD surpassed VHS, Blair Witch took the world by storm and Y2K fears created a sense of apocalyptic dread. And add to that, six of the most creative genre filmmakers in the world, and we are confident that this is the biggest and baddest, most widely savage VHS yet. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll check it out when it comes. But while we're on the topic of 1999, um, I forgot to put it in watch, but I, stuff I watched, but I watched the Netflix documentary Trainwreck. Woodstock 99. Do you know any of the story of Woodstock 99? Just, I remember what was on the news back then. Uh, about, you, know, you know, not having anywhere near enough to port a potty, so all that mud wasn't actually mud. Um, yes. <laughs> they didn't have enough food, didn't have enough water, didn't have enough energy. Gouging prices on water. Um, Incredible heat the whole time, Limp Biscuit, quote unquote, starting a riot, and then the red hot chili peppers being told to go out and calm the crowd down, and they come out and played Fire by Jimi Hendrix with Big Fires. If you want to see a train wreck, <laughs> no pun intended, watch that documentary. There's also one on, on um, HBO Max about Woodstock 99. Dude, they gave the 90s kids a bad rap. <laughs> terrible children. You know, we, we were, you know, 15, 16, 17, around that time. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get into what would happen nowadays, but, like, mm. they were chanting, show your tits to Cheryl Crow. and Oh, man, I still remember the River Rave at Foxborough Stadium. Ooh, the one and only time it was ever held at Foxborough Stadium. <laughs> uh, I bet. They tore but, up that field. Oh, oh man. Yeah. But fucking it. It was cr- like I I understand why the kids did it. You know they were kind of backed into a corner. They paid all this money to go, and you know this might be an unpopular opinion, but the people that put it on had a charade like it was, you know, no big deal and everything was cool and but you know check it out. Imagine that, a shyster promoter. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. This guy was fucking the cr- cream of the crop cuz he's like, "Oh yeah, everything's fine." Like maybe 50, 60 people were acting out, but that was it. No, it was like 200,000 fucking people were acting out. Yeah. So, but I highly rec- recommend you check that out. 
So our last bit of news today that I have, I know you said you had something. Uh, Dread Bloody Disgusting is reporting Kellogg's will be releasing the official Hocus Pocus 2 cereal this Halloween. I swear to God, if it fucks with uh, Count Chocolate, I'll be pissed. No, they're adding a new one to the Count Chocula family. Fruit Fruit. Fruit Fruit was always around. He's coming no, back. He's, well, yeah, he's, he's going to be permanent. Oh, good. Yeah. That was kind of a, a key focal point of Joe Dante's burying the X, Fruit Fruit ice cream. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming to Disney Plus on September 30th, 2022. So I know you'll be rushing to Walmart to get your Hocus Pocus 2 themed cereal. First one sucked. It's being dubbed Berry Brew with star shapes and sprinkles. Okay. So that's the news I have. I think you said you had some. Well, I actually, I should, probably should have dropped it in during the MCU thing, but I had saw, seen a thing that there are rumors that uh, they're going to have a uh, Modoc played by Jim Carrey, um, which would be pretty cool. Who's Modoc? I don't know. Modoc is one of the bad guys, but actually he was basically he's a gigantic floating head. Um, there's actually a uh, cartoon Modoc by Patton Oswald. Oh, really? Um, so you can get an idea of the character, um, what he normally would look like. He's not going to look like that in the movie because I don't yeah. see how they could do it in the movie. But he's basically like a, I don't know, four or five foot tall head. Oh, really? With feet and arms. Jim Carrey's cashing in those big Marvel bucks now, huh? Well, he also said he was retiring, so and it would probably just be voice and face work. So, yeah, but, and it's just a rumor, but I, I, that's one of those rumors that you hope is true. Because I'd, I'd love to get Jim Carrey in there somewhere. Yeah. Um. So I guess no Dumb and Dumber three, huh? No, oh, I doubt that. Unless somebody, unless somebody writes it, and the money's good. The greatest thing ever. No, he said he doesn't even care about the money. He has enough money. That's exactly what he said. He's like, I, I've got enough money. I don't need any more. I, I don't need to do anything. He said he wants to paint, and if something comes along, something comes along. Yeah. But, um, for the most part, did, he said he's done. Did you ever watch the documentary about uh, making Man on the Moon with him? Mm, no. I've watched Man on the Moon, but I haven't watched the documentary now. If if you liked Man on the Moon, watch the documentary. It's on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called, or it's like Andy and Me. I've, or I've seen it. Yeah, I've, I've seen the. Yeah. Um. Like his portrayal of Andy Kaufman, like he lived that shit twenty four seven during filming. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's the same thing with Jared Leto and the Joker. Yeah. Uh, you know, and those, those kind of actors. I. So, um, yeah, so that's another recommendation. I'll get the title of it for next week's episode. I can't remember what it's called right now. Well, should we go to our picks of the week? I guess so. That seems to be the next thing on here. (laughs) Oh, you're so good. You're such a great Um, (laughs) co-host. So um, my movie pick of the week is Summer Rental. With, uh, John Candy, Richie Krenner, and Rip Torn. It was directed by Carl Reiner. Came out, uh, August 9th, 1985. After air traffic controller Jack Chester loses a plane, it's covered on his screen by a fly. 
He is told to take a break. Jack books the family into a plush resort, but it turns out that their lodgings are in a hut by the beach. And that's as good as the as the vacation gets. So Summer Rental starring John Candy. All right, my pick of the week. And actually I I think it's it, it may have slipped through the news or did we cover Ray Liotta last time? I believe we covered him last time. Um but uh my pick is Goodfellas, um, both for Ray Liotta and now Paul Sorvino. Paul Sorvino recently passed away too. Um as he was in that movie. Uh, but we got a young man grows up in the mob and works very hard to advance himself through the ranks, enjoys his life of money and luxury, but is ob- oblivious to the horror that he causes. The drug addiction and a few mistakes ultimately unravel his climb to the top, based on the book Wise Guy by Nicholas Pelagi, starring Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Lorraine Bracco, and Paul Sorvino. And, of course, directed by Martin Scorsese, just... Oh, and you can put, I uh, forgot to put Samuel L. Jackson's in there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a classic. Just a classic of a movie. Yeah, Always that was, cool to watch. that was released on September 19th, 1990. So, yeah, um, I think I just watched that on TV a couple of weeks ago. Always on. If it's yeah. on, I'll watch it. But, uh, the best gangster movie ever. I don't care. Don't give me no Godfather crap. Goodfellas. Uh, the Irishman's up there, though. Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen The Irishman? Uh, I started it. Yeah, if you got four hours to kill, watch yeah, it. Yeah, the, that's part of the problem with that movie. It's, it's a bit long. But it just it just doesn't have that scene that Eric Clapton, the guitar comes on. and Yeah. Everybody starts getting their comeuppance. <laughs> so... Uh, all right, we've covered the news. We're uh we're scheduled to record again tomorrow with Kyle to discuss prey. Um so I say the bar is closed now. Uh thank you for listening. You can follow and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Podcast on Twitter, at the Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. Uh, get the official movie bar shirts at www.bonfire.com forward slash store slash movie bar podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, podcast, anchor, Google podcasts, and most places you listen to podcasts. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you got a movie you want us to review or watch, hit us up on our social media or at the email, the movie bar at outlook.com. Um, you know, we want to be fan interactive. Uh, make sure to share with your friends, review. If you, if you do review the podcast, take a screenshot, send it to us on Twitter. And at the end of August, we'll pick the best review and you'll win a free Blu-ray. We'll, we'll go, uh, muck, muck on Blu-ray starring Kane Hodda. Good movie. Check it out. <laughs> haven't seen it. Yes, you have. I think we watched it together. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to check back next week. Listen again. Let us know what you want to hear. That's all. Thanks for listening. Thank you.